messages will be right back. I can't believe I ate that whole thing. Are you in good hands? And now, a word from our sponsors. Hey everybody, welcome to After These Messages. We're here bringing you hot takes on commercial breaks. That's right. We want to talk about TV commercials. The good ones and the bad ones. And the ones where people say weird shit like this. I'm just a girl who needs to dance. My name is Andrew Walsh. I'm here with Genevieve Has. Hello, Genevieve Has. Hello, Andrew. Um, Speaking of shit like this, we got an email from one of our newish listeners who's going back into the catalog, Brian. Um, And he said, in case you were wondering... I'm up to episode number 139, and there are only two instances in which I said stuff like this instead of shit like this. Oh, interesting. And I don't know why I was inspired to do that. I don't know <laughs> if I was trying to clean things up a little bit. Maybe maybe my dad was on the show. <laughs> he doesn't know I swear. Um, so anyway, thanks for that little factoid. Um, actually, that's not the right use of factoid. Factoid means something that is untrue. Not a small trivial fact. Did you oh, know that? I didn't know that. I, I, I didn't know that. Uh, I don't know what to. I guess fact. Yeah, um, I learned that from Reader's Digest. So, some people have called me out and said some of the other wisdom and information that I've spread around that has come from <laughs> the pages of Reader's Digest. What if that factoid is itself a factoid? <laughs> I know. Per the then, definition. Per the bad definition. <laughs> like a like a like bad information eating its own tail. Yes, an Ouroboros. <laughs> Coming up today on the show America's ads got dancing. We were robbed, Genevieve. We had a whole category in our Super Bowl award show for dance numbers. For dance numbers. And I thought the Super Bowl, you know, like inspires, it's inspired some pretty exciting dances. I thought surely in this, our most desperate hour, America needs some dancing. America needs to dance. America needs to dance. And American football watchers need to see some dances. I love mm-hmm. dancing commercials. I realize it's um, singularly bad podcasting, but it's never stopped us before. It's bad podcasting to watch a bunch of commercials of people dancing without hardly any dialogue and us just laughing. <laughs> without over hardly top any of dialogue. It. Exactly. <laughs> really? That's not good? I don't know. And. They didn't bring that up in podcasting school, <laughs> so let's forge ahead. Anyway, I actually think it's going to be. Fun. I was absent that day in podcast school because you set up um, you set up some rivalries here, right? Yes. You created some you created some subcategories of, of styles of dance um, that get to the very particular at times. I'm excited about, <laughs> and then we will we will crown winners. So I'm excited. Yeah, if, if if nothing else, we can make it a competitive sport. Um, is, That's really been the problem with dance. Not enough competition. It's true. Is this the first ever dance competition that we're doing we, right here? We invented it. Yeah. A lot of people are like, well, it's not about, it's it's just about expression. It's not about right. the competition. But I say, no, that's not the capitalist way. That's right. We, we have to have a winner and a loser. We should give out awards for movies, too. <laughs> 
Um, <laughs> okay. Well, oh, we're already silly. It's going to be a weird show. Um, and, of course, we'll check in with the Ad Council. Oh, Veeves, some fun stuff from the Ad Council, aside from just how many times I've sworn on the show, um, including an email that I'm going to maybe only partially read to you because I might want to save it. It might be a whole show in and of itself. Wow. Okay. And I, don't want, I mean, when the listeners are doing half the prep for us, yeah, don't, you don't want to squander that. Don't squander you it. You don't bury that at the end of the show. So anyway, let's start with America's Ads Got Dancing. All right, Veeves, category one, I see you have it written up here, Dancing Moms. Yeah, that is its own category. Um, there are, so this, we're going to have... Moms I'd like to dance with. <laughs> Um, Yeah, moms I'd like to twirl. Milt. So. So the way this is going to work is I've found two ads that... um, that meet that sort of uh, fit into a particular category. We're going to uh-huh. watch them both, or as much of it as we can sort of make the listeners stand, uh, because some of these do tend to be on the long side. Yeah. Um, but we'll, we'll we'll watch them. We will sort of try to narrate them so you understand what's happening, and then we will uh, we'll declare a winner. Okay, sounds good. So, and I know we this we've run into this before with uh, being a jury of two. Uh, it's hard to have a tiebreaker, so we'll just have to. Just have to make a decision. Yeah, I think. no, we'll we'll figure it out. Um, and these cover a wide range of eras, right? These aren't yes. all new commercials. No, in fact, most of them aren't. Um, in fact, I mean that is something to note. I do think that there was. I mean, we we kind of did talk about this in the context of the Super Bowl. I mean, I feel like there was a time, maybe closer to ten years ago now, where you couldn't escape dancing. Dancing was it was the Glee generation, the Glee years. Yeah, we were we were really in the Glee years. Also, we were it was. Around that time that like iPhone and um, and yeah. also when AirPods came out and made it really, you know, yeah. made you so unplugged from device from your device. Um, there were a bunch of ads that came out around that time where where people would put in their their AirPods or turn on their iPhone and dance in city streets. And there was one I think we've talked about it. We've talked about some some dancing commercials in the past um, where a young guy kind of dances through the streets and he can like defy gravity and mm-hmm. walk on walls and things. And I didn't include all of those. I mean, uh, we talked about the one that was kind of the big one, I think last, no, this Christmas, obviously because of pandemic for Amazon with the young ballerina whose show gets canceled. And oh, so yeah. she like does a, a show on her roof for yeah. her neighbors. Um, but uh, since we've talked about that one, I didn't include it here. Um, but these are some dancing moms. So this first one is for Cricket Wireless. Milts, Milts right? <laughs> Um, and so we have a a young woman sitting on the couch she's talking to a I want to say a pickle what is that it looks like so it's an animated it's like a 3D animated thing yeah like with you know it's it's some sort of mascot for cricket wireless maybe it's a cricket although it looks more like a pickle oh it's an actual cricket but then it's like even though it's CGI, it also looks like it's just draped in kind of a, a homemade costume, sort of, right? Yeah, it's confusing. Anyway, it's some sort of CGI mascot for Cricket Wireless uh, talking to this teenage girl. Um, and they are uh, sort of they're sort of watching the, the teenage girl's mom uh, 
do some dancing to K-pop, like sort of like on TikTok or whatever. Okay. She's got a ring light, I believe, that she's that she's using to light herself. I don't think I can continue with this show until I figure out what the hell this thing <laughs> okay. is. Somebody else put on Twitter, legit question, what is this Cricket Wireless mascot supposed to be? Right answers only. I mean, it looks like That's a nice version of Pickle Rick to me. Yes, it does. It looks like a, um, somebody wrote, it's not a cricket. It's too smooth to be a pickle. Is it a marital aid? Um, <laughs> let's see. I'm not the only person to invoke Pickle Rick. Yeah. Huh. Anyway, n- more questions than they like answer. It's like point. a it's like a featureless, contourless Gumby. Wow. If we ever, I mean, do we have enough new mascots to do a mascot or a spokes critter oh, sure. showdown? We, could, we sh- I probably should have done it this week. Sorry, everyone. No. I mean, I was just wondering about that because I, I had the idea earlier, but I was like, well, we did two pretty heavy shows or long in depth. We don't do anything with half measures. Shows where we made uh, spokes critters face off against each yeah. other and like who would win in a fight, I believe, right? right. Um, but are there enough that we've left on the table? Oh, sure. You think so? Absolutely. All right. Okay. Anyway, yeah. so I'm sorry. So this young woman is on a couch sitting next to Pickle a Rick. Thing. Okay. Yeah. And then I guess we'll find out what happens. Your mom's been posting a lot since she got that phone from Cricket. Every uh, day. Here's a comment. We stand. Oh. Mom. Oh, I see what's happening. So while she's sitting on the couch, did you already say this and I was blanking you out? Her mom is in the room in front of a ring light. Right. Dancing her booty off. Yeah, she's dancing and she's posting all of her dances to, I, I don't know if it's explicitly TikTok, but. The mom, is, yeah, or, yeah, the mom is posting it and the kid is um, seeing the reactions and, and online. And that's why she's like, what? So I'm going to start it over with that kind of. Your mom's been posting a lot since she got that phone from Cricket. Every day. Here's a comment. We stand. Oh, mom. You have a cool mom. <laughs> More fun? More fun. So the sm- the smooth pickle is a woman. That's yeah. interesting. Smooth, so that that voice you hear, the one that woman. the one that sounds like <laughs> the, the uh, narrator. The end, it's the end of a of a riddle. Yeah. The smooth pickle <laughs> was a woman. And the smooth pickle said, "I can't operate <laughs> on this other smooth pickle. I'm its mom, and I'm not a doctor. Or I'm its parent. Or it's my son. I messed up the whole premise of the joke. Okay, <laughs> so we mom. got that we got that mom feeling herself and embarrassing her kid online. Right, and the mom just. To, to that we we're mm-hmm. all judging everything fairly here is like she's wearing she's got sort of like a, a, a Nicki Minaj Cardi B vibe I think with her with her wardrobe she's got like a green very huge big green fuzzy jacket mm-hmm. and she's wearing like black kind of leggings and a tight top mm-hmm. and she's just very cute um, but maybe a, a, you know a hair age inappropriate sure yes very flashy now, this one, this looks like we're in another suburban setting. Right. Right? This is a couple of different moms and daughters. Uh, and in this one, the mom, the daughters are much younger. And this is for Honey Nut Cheerios. Um, and in this one, the Honey Nut Cheerios give the moms and daughters so much energy that they all do dances together around their house. In the oh, kitchen, this, in the living room. Talk, do you love this one? Did it's we talk cute. about this one before? We might have, yeah. Okay, here, let's take a listen to this. So you got moms and daughters dancing in the kitchen, in yeah, their living cute. room. They're I doing we all these. About this before. Healthy starts. Healthy hearts start young. Says the says the writing, and you've got these moms and daughters doing these uh, uh, choreographed dances in unison together. I think one of them. I mean, 
who knows? I'm sorry, there is a sun in there. Yeah, well, of course, gender is a construct, but yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, but anyway, okay, so now we have to make these lovely people face off, and there can only be one winner and one loser? That's right. Um, I will say I like the montage. I like the fact that the kids are in on the action, and it's mm-hmm. more of a celebration as opposed to a point of contention in the family. Yeah, I think that the Honey Nut Chair is probably has it. I do like the Cricket Wireless Mom. Yeah, I like her. I mean, I'm sure she and I are much closer in age. I'm probably potentially older than her, actually. Um, and so I just I sort of relate to the mom in the in the Cricket Wireless. Uh, right. and, and her teenage daughter rolling her eyes. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. It's on the show sheet. Literally, that's what I wrote on the show sheet. Winner, <laughs> winner, chicken dinner. Congratulations, Honey Nut Cheerios. Uh, Ford promo, by the way. Chicken dinner will be coming up in the ad council section later in the show for something that is pretty mind-boggling. Okay. A retro commercial that has recently retaken the world by storm. All right. Thanks to John Oliver. Okay. okay. Um, all right. Category number two. We had Dancing well, he's, Moms. He's been, re- he's been reviving a lot of uh, sort of old classics. Didn't he like rediscover Cop Rock recently? Oh, did he? Yeah. I've been, I just saw a lot of headline or a lot of like social media mentions about John Oliver and Cop Rock. And I'm like, yeah, we all knew. I mean, like, I knew I didn't need John Oliver to tell me that cop rock was a crazy thing that happened. Did you hear that John Oliver also or has like an old clip of him as a guest on somebody else's talk show was going viral today? It was from a long time ago, right before the royal wedding, before Meghan Markle uh, married Prince Harry. And he was just like, she should get out of this. <laughs> like, and I don't have the whole thing in front of me right now, but I did pull this little drop because I thought I could use it on TBTL. Let's see if I can get this to work here. I mean, there are an emotionally stunted group of fundamentally flawed people doing a very silly pseudo job. <laughs> Which defines the royal family and me, I'm afraid. Well, and I mean, that's I'm sure... Uh... Well, you know, she Meghan Markle was so gracious in her in her interview. I was going to say she'd probably agree with that, but she certainly made it sound like she thinks what they do is real. She just yes, she, certainly the she work. Just, you know, wanted, yeah. she she wanted to stay and work. Okay, so we got through Dancing Moms category number two, best ripoff of the Weapon of Choice video. It's surprising to me that this is actually there are two actual commercials that fully rip off. The Spike Jones Weapon of Choice video. If you're not familiar, I mean, get familiar because it's amazing. But this is a very old thing now. How, how old do you think this 15 is? 15 years, 15 maybe. 15 years old. It's Fat Boy Slim. It's the artist Fat Boy Slim. And it's a video uh, featuring the actor and dancer Christopher Walken. Walken? I never quite know how it's hard, hard to, to say. But, you know, L. when I met you, I was still saying folk music. And right. you had to set me straight on that. Um so, so in the video, Christopher Walken's sitting in what looks like kind of a fancy hotel. The music kind of uh, starts him dancing slowly at first, and then he becomes, then he dances all through this empty hotel by himself. Very distinctive dance moves, very, very distinctive to Walken. And eventually he kind of defies gravity and kind of flies around the, the space. You're hearing a little bit of it here. Spike Jones is a goddamn genius. Spike Jones is a genius, and nobody can lay off of his action. Um, so this is a this 
commercial that caught my eye today. Um, it's fairly old. It's probably now, I don't know, five or six years old at least. Um, this is for Lipton Iced Tea. And I believe this only ran in Japan. It certainly takes place in Japan. Um, but it starts in a uh, sort of a fancy, looks like a fancy hotel lobby. There are other people around this time, but sitting in the lobby is the actor Hugh Jackman. Okay. And Hugh Jackman, as you... He's a song and dance man. He's a song and dance man, for sure. I mean, he's a very talented dancer. Um, This is directed, by the way, by uh, someone named Michael Gracie. Okay. So it's not not Spike Jonze, to be clear. Um, My, uh, uh, sorry, Hugh Jackman takes a sip of Lipton iced tea from a bottle, and then... Exactly the same thing happens, except that there are other people who are dancing with him. And I mean, that kind of does make it a little bit different. But take a look, take a watch at the take a watch of this and we'll try to explain what's happening. By the way, the director of this um, commercial, Michael Gracie, is apparently known for Rocket Man, but the 2019 version, which I didn't know was a thing, and The Greatest Showman of 2017. Well, the version of Rocket Man in 2019 is the biopic of oh, oh Elton John. Yes, okay. I was picturing the rocket, the guy with <laughs> yeah, the rocket on you. his I, back. I yeah, could I tell that's what you were thinking. Uh, okay, well, that was a huge movie. <laughs> yeah. Probably he, not a very good movie, but definitely a <laughs> well, huge movie. Well, I think movie. it was, I don't was know. Was it critically? I think it was critically, uh, I don't know if it was like a, if it was beloved, but I don't think it was mm-hmm. panned. I'm just, I say that because I just think that, you know, I have a little bit of a bias against, um, yeah, you hate biopics. Biopics, yeah, they always sort of seem lazy and follow the same exact beats. Um, but anyway, okay, so here, but you know, so this is a director of note, though. So here's his yeah. Lipton um, commercial uh, taking place in the Tokyo Hotel. So he's he Jackman is reading a magazine with his own face on the cover. He looks sort of bored. And he's also wearing a suit. Did you say that as well? I I didn't. remember when I'm repeating you and not. But he's wearing a suit that is not completely unlike the vibe of um, uh, Christopher Walken. Yeah, it's a suit. It's a little bit loosened at the collar. Now he stands up. Suddenly we are in like a sort of a flash mob type group dance Yeah, everybody's dancing. Okay, so that's a little different. Now he's sort of dancing through the kitchen. Um, He runs through the kitchen. He's like kind of past the chef on the back. And he makes everything go all flaming in the air. That's dangerous. Now he's he's in a small pond outside uh, dancing in shallow water with two uh, two women female dancers. This is actually kind of a cool. He picks them up. He spins them around. Then they step to the side and they drop down oh, into the water. Like they're in a platform at one part in the yeah. water, and then it gets deep. That's this is pretty cool, now man. Now some maids are like um, using tablecloths to create like an effect where he dances through. He dances into the elevator. Now that is he dances right out of the elevator. That is exactly from the Fabulous really? video. And he does a spin around in the luggage luggage carrier, just like the Fabulous right, video. Right, exactly. Now this is I'm not one for flash mob. Well, let's just end it there. I'm not one for flash mobs. The music stops. He's spinning around. Now he's suddenly, um, no one else is dancing. So he was dancing by himself the whole time, not unlike our theme music today. uh, But in his head, everybody was dancing along with him. I would love to see the Snyder cut on that. Where... (laughs) 
it's just him <laughs> dancing by himself. And some people are kind of noticing, but also trying not to make eye contact because right. it's just like, maybe this will just And I like assume he really did run down. through the kitchen and like, yeah, which mess with all of their stuff. I hope somebody called the cops. I would. <laughs> yeah, that's not safe. Um, it's not and it, just from a food handling perspective. That's what I mean. Like, you got to keep them out of there, but also the flames. Okay. But pretty enjoyable, right? Pretty damn There's enjoyable. There's also like a three minute version, which I, I was able to at least find a one minute version. Pretty good. Pretty good. Now we have another one for a Swedish real estate company yes. going up against that. So I found out about this in a funny way because I was reading. I was looking up that Lipton iced tea ad thinking like, am I the only person that sees the fat boy slim like like overlap or rip off here? Mm -hmm. Like it feels very intentional and obvious to me. And I found a few places that sort of referenced it. Nobody seemed to be really up in arms about it, which is kind of surprising because you can find somebody who's up in arms about like literally anything yeah. on, the, on the internet. Where are the where are the million moms or whatever? Yeah, where are the why are the million moms not mad about this? Yeah. Um so I found one article in some sort of kind of marginal publication that referenced the that called the this uh this iced tea ad as having a nod to the Fat Boy Slim ad or to the Fat Boy Slim video, and then said, as did this Vasa Kronen commercial. So I went and looked that up. Mm -hmm. So this is in Swedish. It doesn't matter because it's just music, but anything you're going to, like all the writing is in Swedish. Has so. any good music ever come out of Sweden? <laughs> I almost went with Dancing Queens for music today. Um, yeah, so there you go. Um, this is, I don't know what this is advertising because as far as I can tell, Vasa Kronen is a Swedish real estate giant um, and there's no indication that this is for real estate, except that it is in a building. So I guess yeah. in that broad sense, it's sure. for real estate. It stars an act, it stars an actor and I guess dancer named Mikael Parsbrandt, who's a fairly well-known Swedish actor. He was in, he's been in a bunch of Swedish things. He was also in um, the Hobbit movies. Oh, okay, interesting. The Desolation of Smaug. Somebody in the comments section. I just like to section. say that. We just got into a whole thing about that on TVTL. Luke just gave a smog. He's like, do I say smog? Funny. Um, somebody in the comment section says that, uh, God, he's gorgeous. Love him dancing in Beck as Gunvold, smooth as butter. Yeah, so I don't know what any of those words mean. Mm -hmm. I mean, some well, of them, but I don't know what they butter. mean together. Yeah. Um, this is kind of interesting. It This one, the dancing, it's it's him. It's Mike, It's Mikhail Parsbrandt by himself in this empty office building. And he's doing, he's sort of like, uh, he's sort of like in an office building after hours doing office-y things, using the company microwave, um, like reassemble, re rearranging the chairs, things like that. But in addition to sounding very much like Weapon of Choice, it's also sort of mish, it's also sort of a, a remake of Nine to Five. Oh, okay. So it's all just stealing from Everything. The music sounds like that, or yes, the, the, the music. Okay, interesting. All right, so, let's, so let's give us a, a play. Here. He comes in from the um, from the from the revolving doors and lets himself in. And he's kind of jumping over the stanchions. Now he's not wearing a suit. This no. fella's wearing a jeans, a jeans, and a white shirt and a jacket, but, but very casual. That, hear that nine to five piano? Oh yeah. Oh, I also, if you listen really closely, you can hear them saying working nine to five. Well, I said it was a remake. Yeah. So now he's like dropping uh, 
he's rolling down the highway or the highway, the hallway, the hallway. Uh, dropping mail in people's office. He's using the microwave. But, but everything. This, look is at this dancing. dancing. I mean, this is—he's not a good, as good a dancer as Christopher Walken, but the moves are very much Christopher Walken's yes. moves. And you can hear that Fat Boy Slim sound too. I kind of like this song. Yeah, if you like Fat Boy Slim and Dolly Parton, it's for you. He's doing a break dancing on like a conference table, but he's. Instead of instead of riding a luggage cart around, he rides like a a cleaning cart around. And like you said, he's like preparing people for the day. I think, right? Right. Like he's kind of there before everybody else. He's watering plants. He's making sure that pastries are ready for the meeting. Now he's flying through the empty. Literally flying, and which is also right from the. I'll bet you that's an effect, though. (laughs) But I mean, it's that happens in the Weapon of Choice. Yeah. This music is fascinating me. Then at the very end, he's finished dusting everything, and everything looks ship-shape, and then he heads out while all these other people start heading in to the office building right. for and the day. Right, and my Swedish isn't very good, but I have a feeling that the slogan is, uh, welcome to a better world. Oh, nice. Did you look that up? Or no, nope, but I, my, I have enough German that that would be my guess. Well... I have a feeling that we might be on different sides of this really? one. I think that after seeing them both, I am um, favoring the Hugh Jackman Lipton Ice Tea. Oh yeah, me too. Oh good. Yeah. Okay, you had I, a lot. You had a lot to say. I believe you said that this other guy was smooth as butter, and so I felt like maybe you were leaning towards him. That might have been. A I YouTube didn't say commenter. that. That was a YouTube commenter. You are really not listening <laughs> no, to me I don't today. Know. I, that was a joke. That was a joke. <laughs> was it? It was. Yes. It just wasn't funny. Um, okay, winner, winner, chicken dinner. Yeah, I like the lip nice too. Yeah, it's just sharp. It's sharper. I but feel like. Is it wild to you that they both are such clear, uh, like, just borrow so heavily from an existing thing, like an existing right. famous thing? I know I that just, is. I do think that the Swedish one is way more directly. Yes, but there are some it. scenes in the in the Hugh Jackman one where he steps out of the elevator and dances. I mean, the shot is exactly the mm. same. Um, when he sw- when he swings around on the luggage cart, yeah. that's exactly the same. Yeah. And the long version, you see a lot more stuff too. Like, but there are some things in the Hugh Jackman one that are different. Like when he dances with the two women in the in the uh, pond and things like that. Well, let's skip ahead to this next one here because. Uh, it looks like you have more Spike Jones related material. Yes, Spike Jones made a commercial that also kind of rips off his own work. That which same is one, weapon of choice. But this yeah. is not the same category. This is not the same category. Okay. And I will say, like this is very different. I mean, it's Spike Jones e, and so you see some of the same influences. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a solo dancer dancing in a in an empty space. And that's the category solo dance numbers yes. now. Okay. So I have two. So I have two soloists here. One of them is for Under Armour, and it stars the ballet uh, prima ballerina Misty Copeland. Okay. Um, am I saying her last name right? I feel like maybe it's not pronounced I Copeland. Don't know. Anyway, I think it's so. You, everyone knows who Misty Copeland is. Um, she is. Uh, I, I assume she's still a a working uh, prima ballerina, but she is. She's kind of a huge success story because. She is a black woman. Um, she didn't start dancing until she was comparatively old in her early teens. And 
she was told in in many different forums and ways that someone who looked like her could never be a successful ballet dancer mm. and she proved everybody wrong so she's just a huge huge sort of inspiring success story um I like this ad for Under Armour. She, it's just uh, the voiceover is a little girl who we're supposed to interpret as young Misty Copeland uh, reading a rejection letter as to why she can't become a ballerina. Oh, and heavy. I should say that this is not the, Misty Copeland has said this is not a this is not a literal letter that she received, mm. but it's the kind of thing that she heard over and over again throughout her her. Uh, rise and training so while we're hearing this letter being read we're seeing her it looks like it starts off in a practice space it looks like a yes it starts studio. in a practice studio and then it, it cuts to we do it she is suddenly in a performance space but interestingly you get a really really close-up look at her body which is is not a traditional ballerina's body her muscles are incredibly defined um, she's also not wearing any kind of traditional ballet uh clothing she's just wearing under armor like a, you know, a, a workout bra top and uh, and and briefs. Yeah. Okay. Let's take a listen to this. Dear candidate, thank you for your application to our ballet academy. Unfortunately, you have not been accepted. You lack the right feet, Achilles tendons, turnout, torso length, and bust. You have the wrong body for ballet. And at 13, you are too old to be considered. Now she's in the performance space and the, what was sort of slow dancing, she's now doing much bigger moves. And the, the filmmaking is really emphasizing her shape. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like really huge, uh, like defined calf muscles. As opposed to like the kind of like I guess like the softer curvature of a of a traditional yeah, um, and it's just as Misty Copeland um, that gave her title senior. I don't exactly what remember what it is, but and then the logline is "I will what I want." Yes, pretty good. Yeah, and this was part of a campaign that Under Armour did a few years back. Now it's probably almost ten years old when they were trying to expand their market into women. Uh, female athletes um, they'd traditionally been more male athletes and so they were trying to kind of expand into this you know idea of uh, women as powerful athletes and uh, performers okay so that was not the spike jones one that was just that was under Armour. that was under Armour. okay this next one is directed by spike jones it's very long i don't think we're going to want to play the whole thing um but it, i was as i was watching it i was like this is weird as hell this could only be for for a uh a uh, perfume, perfume yeah. of course, because how do you how do you sell something mm -hmm. that can't be experienced through the medium of television? Well, you make a beautiful woman do a weird thing in a flowy <laughs> in a flowy dress. Dance is the essence of advertising. Yes, exactly. And advertising is the essence of dance. It's like dancing about architecture, or in this case, perfume. Okay. Um, so you have uh, the actress uh, Margaret Qualley. You might know her from The Leftovers. Um, oh, she's, she's like a daughter in The Leftovers. She, I'm recognizing her She's a daughter, her she's the yeah. daughter of Justin Theroux's character. Okay. She's been in a bunch of other things. She's also, in real life, the daughter of Andy McDowell. No kidding. Um, and she's trained as a ballerina. She's sitting, we, we start, we open on a picture, on a scene of her at a what is obviously a big wedding. She's dressed in a very distinctive green, like emerald green dress with kind of a cross 
like an X across the chest and as the sort of neckline. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can hear vaguely in the background someone droning on with some wedding speech. Yeah, I know. I've been there. And she Jeez. looks bored AF. And she kind of like excuses herself and goes out to the kind of like um, foyer or whatever of this build of this function hall that, where they're having the wedding. And then when the music kicks in, she starts doing a pretty wild dance. Okay, let's take a listen to this now. I'm happy for myself because I had a great year. Of course, my wife didn't. She had to deal with these this year. It's terrible. And and let's make thoughts. And uh, I want to tell you about how I met Howie. She's looking more and more bored. God, I... And if I wasn't clear, this one is directed by Spike Jones. Yeah, and okay, she's excusing herself from the table. God bless you. I've done this at weddings before. It's one of the only arguments for smoking. You feel sorry to go outside and smoke. I mean, no one does. Now, now she's in this big empty hallway, kind of like, like you see in a hotel. It's a very sharp dress. Yeah, it's really striking. Bright green really pops. She's looking like she doesn't know what to do. I know what she's going to do. At some point, she's going to start dancing, I believe. Here comes the music. All right, she starts by dancing with her eyes only. Now her full face is dancing. Now it's turning into a very um, convulsive... Physical, physical kind of shaking. And she's, now she's taking huge, like steps. Lots of like jerky, sudden I, movement. I really like this choreography a yeah. lot. This is wild. This is really cool. Yeah, it is really cool. There's one point when I don't know how they must have done some trickeration with the editing because she's in front of a. She's surrounded by mirrors, but we can't see the but camera. But you don't see the reflection. Yeah. Now she's really going. Now you can see her reflection, and now she's on a, 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 a no. But you can very see her large. reflection, but you can't see the camera's reflection, even though oh, there I are see mirrors. You're saying. I see. You're on right. all sides of her. You're right. Of course. Yes. Yeah, sorry. I thought we were in some vampire shit. <laughs> well, it's interesting you say that because I've got some interesting information about this ad. It was made by vampires. Um. It was not made by vampires. Now she sees a man talking on the phone. She runs up to him. She taps him on the shoulder that's, um, and play fights with him. That's uh, t- Tyler Perry. That's somebody. Are you sure? It does look a little like Tyler Perry, but I don't think it's okay. him. Okay, now she's going through the hallway. Now she's shooting lasers out of her. This is awesome. She's shooting lasers out of her hands and blowing up vases. They probably call them vases here. Her limbs seem to be out of her control, so she's sort of like fighting with her own limbs. And yeah, this, I mean, it is a really striking dance. Now she's from the auditorium and she's on the stage. The auditorium is empty but beautifully lit and she's on the stage. Kind of, um, you know, parallel with the Misty Copeland ad. Oh, yeah. Or the common commercial for <laughs> Microsoft. She just dropped off the stage. She did a trust fall backwards off the stage. Nobody was there, but she survived because now she's outside. Now, you said we're not going to play this whole thing. I'm very intrigued by this. We're very near the end. We're super close to the end. You can see the... Now, she's... she's facing a huge like paper mache eye which she dives through 
And she comes through the other side. I thought she might be transformed into a vampire, but she's not. She's still in the dress. <laughs> she hits the ground. One final convulsive dance. And then it just says Kenzo World, the new fragrance. Yeah. That's amazing. Pretty I amazing. love that, man. I don't think that one's even close. You said so there's something about vampires. Yeah, so this is from The Cut. Um, this is an article. This this ad, when it was made, I don't know, however many years ago, um, I think like seven or eight years ago, uh, made a huge splash, and everyone was talking about it. Um, and I said Spike Jones ripped off uh, him, you know. Uh, himself? Himself. Uh, yeah. What was the first one? Weapon of choice. Right. Um, I mean, only in the sense that you have sort of a, a similar uh, sort of premise, I guess. Yeah, and and just a, well, a very fancy hotel. Yeah, like, and, just and, like a, and a singular dancer who's kind of magically interacting yeah. with the world. Yeah, very much. Yeah. Um, but anyway, um, th- here this is from the cut um, from an article called "Here's How to Audition for a Spike Jones Movie." Yeah. Um, do you remember when you had to play a tree in your grade school play? Some of that performance experience might come in handy if you're ever auditioning for Spike Jones. Um, and this is from Margaret Qualley, who said, the only note who, and when she's going to go audition for this, the only note I got from my agent was that they wanted me to dance like a tree. Um, so she shows up at Spike Jones's apartment. Um, she says, I'm terribly nervous because I'm a massive fan. We sit down and talk. I filibuster while I try to calm myself, mm-hmm. tell him bizarre anecdotes about my father that have nothing to do with why I'm there. Mm-hmm. He gives me a vague idea of the story and concept of the ad. He plays the song, the one that you hear in the ad. Um, and he says, okay, you want to improvise? And then just gets out his iPhone and starts recording. Um, and she says, uh, she danced like a psychopath for about an hour. And during it, he was saying things like, now you're a vampire. Now your arm is trying to attack you. And you're eating your pinky. And I'm crawling on the floor. And I'm jumping on his chairs. And it's winter. And I've got a turtleneck and stockings on. And by the end, I'm drenched in sweat and out of breath. Then I get up and he's like, nice to meet you. And I'm like, you too. <laughs> So That's a lot of that stuff story. that they used in that in that impromptu audition, you see, like act like a tree, let pretend to eat your hand. Like, so she and she improvised. She improvised it, it. yeah, because she's a trained dancer. That's a very, I mean, that's a hell of a talent. Yeah, so it's kind of a cool talent story. all around in that one. That is, that's awesome. Yeah. I really like that. I, I got to give that the winner, winner, chicken dinner. I think we have to as well. It's yeah. a more, it's truly a piece of art. I mean, I love the Misty Copeland ad. I think that it's great, and I think hearing her knowing her story is really interesting and of course she's amazing to look at but um yeah we got to give it to spike jones on this one yeah all right congratulations spike jones and what is this um actress name again the dancer margaret qualley margaret qualley congratulations to you both you're really (laughs) in the go places now um is there any more spike jones related stuff before we move on no we've finished with the spike jones portion of our program that just makes you want to watch all everything yeah that's true um okay so now we have uh, the category best retro hip-hop Yes. So now, this doesn't have your your favorite uh, couple dancing in in the kitchen. No, no. These are actual retro the commercials. Scoop, there it is. Oh, I love this. I love that scoop. There it is. I know ad. You do. Um, this is from the actual eighties, and this is from the time when advertisers were just discovering what break dancing is mm-hmm. and um, how it could be used to sell uh, everything from uh, candy to soda. How- <laughs> Uh, how this street art can be tamed and commodified exactly now i want to say this one for hershey's chocolate is pretty uh, i would describe it as family friendly Uh breakdancing not to say that breakdancing isn't that all breakdancing isn't family friendly but there's nothing even like remotely uh tough about these high school boys 
doing break dancing in their high in the halls of their high school to celebrate Hershey's chocolate. But there, it looks like they're kind of fronting at the camera a little bit here, but it's just so corny. It's so corny. All right, let's take a listen to this. Hershey, Hershey, Hershey. They're also all dressed like mimes for some reason. Yeah, they're wearing white gloves. Suspenders. Oh, there's some break dancing, some uh, spinning on the floor. Wow, that was pretty hard it was a real kids bop take yeah, it was a kids bop do you know there's a whole channel on satellite radio dedicated to kids bop music oh no really yeah we have a free sample right now actually is our free sample about to how long have we had that it's only good for three months yeah i, I don't know get all the enjoyment out of that as possible but yeah there's a there's enough kids bop to have a 24 7 satellite radio channel holy moly yeah no thank okay, you okay so that's our first hip-hop retro yes. ad and that's very um very tame i would say okay that one didn't have a date on it but it, this next one says 1984 and i would put them around the same time I yeah think. i definitely think they're from somewhere near the same era this is from mountain dew this one is a little bit more street Okay. Um, you got you know slightly older people out in the world. They're not in like a fakey looking high school, and they're just doing what arguably looks more like just you know organic um, in the wild break dancing. Okay. Uh, and the slogan is "Do it to it," which is something that you and I say to Do each it other, to it, my dudes, all the time. And you know why too? <laughs> Let me see if I can find it because um, is it the. Uh, it's a drop from Parks and Rec. It's not Party Down. It's Parks and Rec. Yeah. Um, let me see here. Will I ever be able to find it's, it? It's Ben. It's uh, it's Ben Wyatt trying to impress the bros that are working for him. Yeah. <laughs> I'm almost wondering. Tells him to order some za. Some za. Let me see. <laughs> Can I find this? Come on, Andrew. Uh, I don't think I have it here in front of me. So um, we will just move on to this. Uh, okay, so this is Do It To It, 1984 Mountain Dew commercial. So you got okay, a guy so, yeah, like yeah. moonwalking on a picnic table while his friends all like, Are you, yeah, dude, go for it. And his style, I'm going to describe his style okay. in one precise word that everybody We're of all gonna, a I already know generation what will know exactly what I'm, do you want to say it? Yeah, ducky. Ducky is indeed it. So you uh, get a point for this one. These are people are all white, by the way. Yes. Ooh, those old school Mountain Dew cans, though. Yeah, those do look good. Man, retro marketing of the actual like right, now, oh, retro They've they've spotlighted a black dancer. Yes, and he's doing like the worm on the ground. Actually, there's a couple. It's a pretty diverse crew. Give me some fun in the blaze and Give me a friend or two. And when my thirst is at its worst, give me a mountain. Like you couldn't rap something. Like this is this is all like hip hop beats, and then the music begins, and it's just like yeah, it's just some like, like yeah. douchebag rocker. Absolutely. Yeah, the Mountain Dew ad is trying to uncomfortably straddle a couple of genres. Yeah, I think so. Wow. But the dancing is a lot better in the Mountain Dew ad. 
Um, I do like the, like, I see those cans now and like, you know, I have access to Mountain Dew. I could go across the street and buy a bottle of Mountain Dew right now. I do like Mountain Dew for whatever that's worth. Um, but seeing it in the retro can makes me want it more. And I love seeing brands kind of figure that out and leverage that. It's been, especially in the past several years, I think, like rebrand, like I think Ritz might've done it recently. You see an old Ritz box, you suddenly just like, because you're associating it with being a kid, you know, for our generation and um, that that warm feeling of comfort food or comfort drink. Yeah, we've talked about brands that are really figuring that out. Um, so who's who's the winner here? Mountain Dew, yeah. I think it's a it's just better. It's just um, it's got more going on. It's got yes. more dancers. It's got more scenes. And by the end, I would say that it's still a predominantly white commercial, but it's got more um, diversity than we thought at first. It does, yeah. They open on basically a white crowd, but it as it expands, there are there are lots of different people. It's better shot. The music the, is terrible. The music is for sure the worst. But um, I like the worst rhyming with. Thirst, though. Right. So, points for that. Right. Congratulations, Mountain Dew. Congratulations, Mountain Dew. Um, You can write to us and we'll give you your award. Um, (laughs) Okay. So, the next category you have here is I can't say what this is. Please send a stamped self addressed envelope (laughs) to after these messages. (laughs) Care of. Um, I don't know what this next. I I don't recognize three of the words (laughs) out of this. Somebody's been taking French lessons. Somebody has been taking French lessons. There is a there is a genre of television commercial in which two people discover each other in a cityscape and they have a dance. And then the music ends and they go their separate ways. I can picture that. Yes. And these and are And what did you call it? It's a pas, an impromptu urban pas de deux. Pas de deux? Pas de deux is just a, a term meaning like a a do a dancing a ballet duet, basically. Mm. Um, usually a male and female dancer uh, doing a dance together. Mm. Um, so an impromptu, do you know what that means? That means unplanned. I call it, by the way, a freedom dance. <laughs> for whatever that's worth. Well, uh, freedom duet. Fre- uh-huh. Freedom city duet. I call it a freedom duet. Okay. This first one is for Levi's Stretch. Um, and it's long. I think it's two minutes. So, you know, when you've had your fill, feel free to move on. Cause again, it won't be that interesting for the audience, but you have a young couple, um, they're Asian. And so I'm, I only mention that cause I'm not a hundred percent sure if this aired in the U S cause I can't tell where it's set. Mm. Um, but they're sitting at like a subway station, above ground, uh, train station. They seem to be all alone. They're sitting on the same bench, kind of each on one end, a young man and a young woman. Can I mention one thing here based on the description? This was posted by somebody called DDB Group Korea. And oh. I believe that's a creative agency. And it says, we created an inspiring promotion for Levi's Stretch by partnering with the Korean National Ballet. That, Although I don't know if that means it only aired in Korea. It does make sense yeah. why uh, they are Asian. Uh, they're on the streets of Seoul. Yes. Okay. Well, then I think my instincts were right. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so you have these two people uh, sitting on the bench. And what the advertising, what what they're selling here is how you can wear these Levi's that are stretchy and do all these amazing dance moves, basically. Okay. Can uh, I ask you a quick clarification point? Yeah. And I'm not trying to um, 
be passive aggressive, but just for clarification, you mentioned or in the way you're describing this category before I got the impression these are usually strangers, but you described these people as a couple. You just mean it's a couple of people. They're not necessarily a The commercial together. is unclear, okay. does not answer whether they knew each other to begin with. They're not sitting especially close to each other. Mm-hmm. But it's never particularly answered whether they have a pre-existing relationship. Okay. All right. I want to take a listen to this. You ready? Yep. All right. So um, they're sitting on the bench waiting for the train. They lock eyes. She does like a little uh, sort of uh, pointed toe move. I'm sorry. I don't have the, the vocabulary to uh, explain what we're watching yeah, you, here. But it's, You blew it all on the category. I blew man. it all on pas de deux. Now he kind of starts uh, echoing her movements. He's still She's, sitting. Okay, now he's gotten up. Now they're in a different setting. Yeah, and they're wearing different clothes now, so maybe maybe they, they're now meeting up for these dance sessions. In fact, I'm not 100% sure those are even the same two dancers. Yeah, this is the first time I'm seeing it, so let's keep an eye on it. Now we're seeing... We're seeing... Yeah, I, I think these are the same two dancers, but again, different um, outfits, different time of day. It's nighttime. They're on some... Some a giant staircase in the, the city jeans are somewhere. the jeans are getting a real workout and getting showcased. Mm-hmm. Um, wow, now they're really up in it. I think their dance moves are getting more and more complicated. They're flipping in the air. Some grand jetés. I knew that oh one. Oh my god! Please <laughs> get me through this show. <laughs> this is pretty impressive. Yeah, it's beautiful, right? Now, does it go anywhere? I mean, is there it, any narrative arc? No, there's no really narrative arc. I think when it comes to a closer, we find them back on the subway platform. Okay, here, I'm going to skip forward to that part. Okay, the music is slowing oh, down. Oh, nope, they just don't even go back to the platform. Jeans that stretch, and they just kind of walk off screen, and you hear the music goes away. And um, and it does look like the web address um, at the very bottom of this. The um, log lines and, and text on the screen are in English, but it does look like the website uh, directs to a dot kr. Oh, okay. So uh, interesting. Okay, candidate number one, Levi Stretch. What is Levi Stretch up against? They're up against Apple iPhone ten. Um, it's ten, right? I literally was looking at that and I thought it was iPhone X. I don't know. I don't know either. This is where I run into not I'm being an iPhone 10. user. I think they were mostly numbered. Because right, they wouldn't just like go from like eight nine to X. I don't know. I mean, you got the Super Bowl out there one year suddenly switching right. from Roman numerals to um, what do you call our numeric system in the in the United States? Um, Arabic numerals. Arabic numerals. Um, well, I call them freedom numerals. But the, inter- um, the internet says the device called iPhone X, pronounced iPhone 10. Wow, man! So I didn't think we'd be looking that up today. Okay, so this is an iPhone commercial. It's an iPhone commercial. This is very much the narrative I described to you, where you have two strangers intersecting in a in a, in a crowded city. And suddenly they're moved to dance. Okay. Um, they're both wearing their AirPods. Uh, so, of course, they're untethered to their devices. We, we open on a young woman. Um, it's snowing out. And she uh, starts listening to... Uh, this song is... Uh, it's probably listed it's, down here. It's I can Sway look. by Sam Smith. Oh, okay, cool. Let's take a listen. Puts on her music. 
you even see her screen, so it's a little uh, promotion for Sam Smith. Too. Suddenly she's spotlit in this snowy urban landscape. She's sort of like a, sort of interacting a little bit with the passers-by, but none of them stop to notice her as she kind of picks snowflakes off there. Now she runs into shoulders. handsome guy. Very handsome. She takes one of her AirPods, puts it in his ear. Oh, this is very romantic. Now they're doing a pod to do, a now classic she, she pod to do. She grabs him by the hand and pulls him away. They're dancing on top of cars. He's spinning her around. She's a stranger he'd like to twirl. <laughs> and they're dancing across a bridge together. He's doing some big spins and lifts. I mean, yeah. You know, like. The dirty dancing lift here. It's a good thing she didn't run into somebody built like me. <laughs> broken bones right about now. He does a big dip. Okay. Wow, he spins her in the air, head over heels, ass over tea kettle several yeah. times. Now at the end, they look like There's they're going to kiss. There's some for sure there. Are they going to kiss? They're, oh, they almost kiss. Almost kiss, but then this... Oh, wait, it was all in their imagination. Suddenly they're back to where they just bumped into each other. And I guess she never really put her AirPod in his ear because that oh. would be very presumptuous. I mean, and also just, I mean, I know this was made pre-COVID, but just like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, just like the germs Everything's involved. changed. Yeah, right now, right? but I mean, all, but I would always say that. Like, you don't want to be swapping earwax with some stranger no matter how handsome he is. Well. Really? I mean, there's a level of handsomeness at which I'm willing to risk a little earwax. For a stranger, too. I mean, if I were available. Mm, This is good to know. This is all good information. (laughs) We're almost to an hour here. Should we do this last category? Oh, yeah. Don't don't mess out on the last category. It's kind of a fun one. Wait, we've got to declare a winner. Oh, oh, oh. Well, I would probably, you know... I don't have a strong opinion, but I feel like the Apple one at least has a little bit more of an arc, a tiny bit more of a storyline. We've, we've been giving the the winner to the last one we watched. I think we're having a recency bias issue. I don't think so. I stand by all of my votes pretty strongly, as a matter of fact. Okay. Um, I'm looking here. Honey Nut Cheerios. Yeah, I definitely like the fact that the kids were in on the dancing. The Lipton Ice Tea, Hugh Jackman. That was the first one. That was the first of the two pairings. Oh, you're right. You're right. So, um, but yeah, I mean, I don't love either one of these, but I definitely, yeah, I definitely feel like Apple iPhone X um, has a little bit more of, a, and then at the end, like something happens. There's the other the, one, they just walk the off screen. The story ends in a better way, I think, yeah. with, with iPhone. It was all I like kind of both. in her head. Yeah, I like them both. I also think that it's it speaks more to... Actually, no, I shouldn't say that. Levi Stretch spoke very much to the product in a way I appreciate. I also like, though, that Apple and this ad, it's, you know, pretty explicit, maybe a little bit more implicit, but there's other been there's been other more explicit ads where it's like you put in your ear pods and you are now in your own world. And we really know that feeling. So are you cool giving this to the Apple? Absolutely. All right, you are the apple of our dancing eye. Okay, what was this last category that I almost disrespected? Don't disrespect my surprising moves category. Surprising this, moves. Surprising moves. This is this is a category about dancers that you don't expect to be dancing. Okay. The first one is, oh, I didn't realize we had two Mountain Dews in here. Mm, <laughs> but anyway, this okay. is a slightly more Mountain Dew. This is more recent So Mountain far we've Dew. had zero progressives. So that's, <laughs> that's, that's a, re- a first. That's a first, yeah. It's <laughs> uh, a banner day. Uh, so Mountain Dew, uh, this is a more recent ad. It's from the Puppy Monkey Baby era. Oh, now, yeah. Now the Puppy Monkey Baby isn't in this. Uh-huh. Um, but this is from sort of, you'll, you'll recognize that era. It's like you got three... 
out of shape slacker stoner dudes playing video games in their kind of rundown looking. I remember. Yeah, this, this one got one. some play. Yes, yes, yes. So instead of the weird monkey doctor baby thing, um... <laughs> it's not a doctor. <laughs> oh, why? Stop getting your health care from the puppy monkey baby for the last time. It's not good for you. He said, I just need more bleedings. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the puppy monkey baby? <laughs> okay, so a spoiler alert: this is the one where they're all watching TV, and then well, everything a video game. or a video game, and then everything around them starts dancing. Like the chairs start dancing, and the right? dog starts dancing. And the dog, and the dog upset you, if I recall, the dog because is the upsetting. dog is standing on two legs, and there was something anthropomorphic i don't know what it was but there was something about the dog it's standing. uncanny although i our friends um have we a do- they're not close friends but they they maintain uh, a, a social media relationship with me i won't say who they are um but they have a big dog like a big tight curled dog you know the dog whose fur is like kind of like it's a, a perm a perm all the time sure like it's one of those hypoallergenic dogs where it's hair not fur. yeah and it's really big and i remember showing you a picture of it, it was standing almost on two legs and maybe leaning up against the window mm-hmm. and i showed it to you I remember you recoiled yeah it's a very beautiful it's how i feel dog. like when i see one of those kangaroos that also seems like yeah, a person yeah yeah i think you have a, a thing there don't care for it yeah i don't blame you okay so this is the one where everything starts dancing and genevieve gets creeped they out. first they have a kickstart and it it kicks it, it kickstarts kick them. Oh, okay. All right, he's casting out the cans of kickstart. Uh oh, now they start dancing with Is their shoulders a little step? bit. Maybe. Oh yeah. Oh, here comes the dog. Hi. That was, the high was from a one of the, from a deer head on the wall. Here's that creepy dog. Oh man, they have like a crosswalk sign the images on the crosswalk sign are dancing the easy chair you get some major peewee's uh playhouse vibes yep, from everything that in this chair. apartment yeah. is dancing oh, oh that's when the dog the, like does the, the dog does move. a booty thing yeah, yeah. It's gross. and the taxidermied um deer we end up seeing it burst through the wall it wasn't decapitated at all it's all right. just which is almost more horrifying that's been living a life yes. like that for so long keeping now they all still. dance out of the apartment and everything is still again it says it all starts with a kick and also i think that that you know despite all the weirdness it is again kind of true to they're, they're saying something about their product which yeah. is like how many times you've been sitting around with your buds i don't feel like going out like whatever let's just play the video game some more and then you drink one of these things and the next thing you know yeah you're hitting the club that's right happens to me weekly well you have had a few red bull uh adventures i have i haven't hit the club no, if we that, haven't though. hit the club. Okay, this is for a product called Money Supermarket. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe it's like a, probably like a payday loan kind of yeah. thing, or maybe Sounds it's not. On the up and up. It's know. some kind of place where you go to get money. My understanding. Um, they th- they have a very built out universe, and a lot of their ads revolve around dancing. Um, they've done an ad which I've seen in real in real life or in the wild. Um, where you see a man, he's kind of a middle-aged balding man, um, wearing a very conservative suit jacket. But then when you, when the camera pulls back, we realize he's wearing black high heels and booty shorts, and like he has a very prominent butt, and he's doing kind of like he like dancing very sexily with mm-hmm. his 
with his uh, lower half. I see. It actually begins with a close-up of a car, right? And well, these... Oh, oh, sorry. Go ahead. And so that's one ad that you, that they've done. Oh, that's the other one. I see. Okay, yeah. And then they've done a then they've done a separate ad with um, a builder, like a, a pretty big kind of kind of overweight, meaty builder guy, like a construction worker. Um, and he is so excited about the money that he got from Super Money Money Supermarket that he starts doing a pole dance at his workplace. At I don't his think construction I've seen site. that one. Yeah, okay. I haven't seen that one in the wild. Cut to, they then have done a third ad where they have the builder guy and the high heels guy have a dance off in a parking garage. I remember this. I don't know if we talked about it or if it was just really big in the culture for Maybe. a while. Because this is like you said, a British ad, right? Right. Um, but I remember this was, a lot of people were sending us this yes. or something. Yeah, yeah. And then they did even a fourth one, which is what we're going to look at here, uh, okay. where you have a crew of builders doing sexy dances facing off against a crew of jacket wearing high heel guys okay they gotcha. call them strutters and builders i see okay let's take a, let's take a listen to this. so in this one like i said before sorry i was um off my game there but so we see kind of a car pull up and we see like these sexy heels step out and then more of them step out and you start to realize oh these are men's legs yes so you've got your strutters which is like maybe I don't know, a dozen of each. The strutters saved on their car insurance. The builders saved on their home insurance. But who is the most epic? You ain't here to party! Oh, so, okay, I'm going to jump in here and say right now it looks like the builders might be winning because they just kind of puffed themselves up and made scary faces. And now all the businessmen in heels turned on their heels, you might yes. say, and, and ran away. The strutters ran away. But I see we're only 38 seconds into a two-minute <laughs> commercial, so I have a feeling that's not where this is going to end. Uh-oh. The strutters are back. The strutters are back. Oh, they're shaking their booties in the builders' faces. Builders ain't having it. All right, the dancer, or I'm sorry, the builders are now dancing as well. They're having a real dance off. The main dancer looks kind of like our friend Chris, who we met at Teddy's right before the. Um, before the pandemic. Our, our friend Chris is in a little bit better shape than this guy, Yeah. All right, now we have a woman builder coming out. A woman builder. She sends all the builders away. She's mad. Now she's trying to do a solo dance. The Strutters are now spanking each other. I don't know how I feel about that. Strutters! Builders! You're so money, supermarket! All right, and then at the very end, we just see one of the Strutters. I don't know where his crew is, but he's uh, running away by himself. Yeah. Um, I'm probably a little bit biased because I remember the internet kind of going crazy about that. Like, Both of these are like calculated, like, 
weirdness, sort of. You sort know? of. I mean, there's some. I mean, there's definitely a lot of, like gender bending in the yeah. in the money market one um, versus the Mountain Dew, which is just sort of like I, it's more of this just the the uncanniness of it. Yeah, I would I would vote for Mountain Dew. Although I could see arguments on either side of these as far as one being more of a like kind of an epic commercial and also um, and also I, I guess just kind of capturing the imagination of, of the world in this case with the um, super money uh, or money supermarket people. Yeah, I almost feel like you can't. The money supermarket is is really only great. If you take it in the context of its yeah. extended universe, yeah, and you should have done it, it for our extended universe. It doesn't have to be that long either. Yeah, it's a little you bit, it's a little bloated. Yeah, so I would personally go with Mountain Dew Kickstart, but if you disagree with that, I would understand why and and give it to whomever you prefer. I enjoy the dancing more in in this money supermarket, but I think as an ad that hangs together and uses the dancing and, like you said, to make a case. Like it's very unclear what the case. For super money money supermarket is except that they're happy about something, so they're dancing. Yeah, I still don't know what the product is. Well, they did say car insurance and home insurance. Oh yeah, they did. Right. Which, yeah. I don't know what they sell at money supermarket. I guess insurance. Yeah, yeah maybe that's just kind of a, a cultural thing. But wow, so we've been pretty much in lockstep on these. Yeah, then. so we're pretty I'll much give it to agreement. Mountain Dew. We're gonna give that one to Mountain Dew. That's two for Mountain Dew. Wow. Boy, they're really, they're really, uh, it's been a big night for Mountain Dew. Uh, money supermarket. Compare and save on over 40 products, including car insurance, home insurance, credit cards, loans, and energy. Mm-hmm. Clever ways to save a lot by doing very little. All of this, I'm either having a major <laughs> deja vu or we definitely kind of went down this path. Did Actually, we? one of our listeners who's re-listening can maybe get back at us. Yeah, if we already uh, talked about this, Because I have a feeling I'd that forgotten. we talked about this like like four or five years well, ago. Well, Money Supermarket has a lot of ads that go viral. They have a... they. We may have talked about this. They have a He-Man and Skeletor that um, did the the famous dance from Dirty Dancing. That sort Doesn't of that rings ring a bell? bell too. Yeah, yeah, it does. All right, let's check in with the Ad Council. Everybody's talking at me. I don't hear words saying. Only the echoes of my mind. All right, listener Ben must be uh, digging deep into the After These Messages archives as well because Ben sent us a note. Uh, Ben in Boston, by the way, says, uh, your show about commercials that took place in TV. Oh, wait, no, that was just last week, wasn't it? Yes. So pretty deep in the archives. (laughs) I am having a day, aren't I? (laughs) Ben says, your show about commercials that took place within TV shows made me think of this Wheat Thins commercial. You know, the reason I got confused there, Veeves, is I was thinking that this was a reference to, to... one time we did, I think, a show a long, long time ago about com- like fake commercials that appear yeah. in TV show and movie universes. Yes. And I thought that's what this was. And I think it's because of the content here. And I got my wires all crossed. Um, this is a Wheat Thins commercial that takes place. You're nodding knowingly. Have you seen oh, this? Oh, sure. I, I am kicking myself that we didn't think of it last week. The Family Guy Wheat yeah. Thins. So this aired outside of Family Guy as well? Or did this air only during Family Guy? I 
I don't watch a lot of Family Guy, so I feel like I would have only seen okay. it on TV. It's been a while. Very interesting. Well, it seems like if you watch this, a 30-second commercial in the Family Guy universe, and it begins as if you just watched the opening credits or are coming back from a commercial break, your brain would automatically be like, oh, the show's back on, and we see yeah. the outside. Actually, I think Ben even says it. Um, it even had the little uh, back from commercial break intro music and the exterior shot of the house. Right. And then all of a sudden we're inside the Family Guy's house. The Family Guy's family are the... Sm- the Griffins. The Griffins. As I call them, the Smagriffins. The Smagriffins. Um, and we have uh, the baby Stewie and the dog. Brian. Brian. I know, I'm just talking slowly. Right. Not so that you'll tell me what the next <laughs> word should be. No, that's exactly why I was talking like that. Um, and they're sitting on the couch together, and Brian, the dog, is eating wheat thins, and then Stewie hops up on the couch next to him. Hey, Brian, can I have some wheat thins? What? Can I have some wheat thins? They're wheat thins. That's what I said. Wheat thins. Wheat thins. Wheat thins. Wheat thins. Wheat thins. Why are you putting so much emphasis on the H? What are you talking about? I'm just saying wheat thins. Say wheat. Wheat. Now say wheat thins. 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 No, you can't have any. Have any what? Have any wheat thins? It's wheat thins. Wheat thins. Wheat thins. Can I be in your commercial? No. It's our thing. We're doing it. <laughs> you hear uh, Peter Griffin uh, off screen there. And uh, Ben says, whether you like Family Guy or not, it was pretty smart of Wheat Thins to jump on the Cool Whip joke from the show. If you're not familiar with it, this is referencing this. Now, this is not a commercial. This is actually just a scene from Family Guy. Very similar. You got Brian sitting on the couch. He's eating a piece of pie. And then Stewie hops up next to him. Oh, you got some pie, huh? Can I have a piece? Uh, sure. Ooh, let me have some of that Cool Whip. What'd you say? You can't have a pie without Cool Whip. Cool Whip? Cool Whip, yeah. You mean Cool Whip? Yeah, Cool Whip. Cool Whip. Cool Whip. Cool Whip. Cool Whip. Okay, so you see where it goes from yes. there. And then um, and, and Ben says, um, it's been a long time since I watched Family Guy, but my wife and I still say Cool Whip and Wheat Oh, yeah, they, they got a lot of people of the, with that gag. the scene in the commercial. So how long has that Wheat Thins commercial been out? So that's not new, huh, if it's already made its way into uh, Ben and his wife's lexicon. Uh, well, the Cool Whip joke is... Uh, that's old. Is old. Yeah. And the Wheat Thins thing... Was is not super new. I okay, mean, it's not. It, it's not like in circulation right now. I don't think so. No, and I'm I'm ninety, maybe eighty percent sure that that aired as a commercial and mm-hmm. not as a bit on the show. The wheat thin. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, okay. I think so. Yeah, definitely. And at the very end, there was a some line that uh, I can't remember what it was, but it was definitely a commercial. Right. Um, but yeah, so. absolutely. And that's I think to my point from last week that it's so easy or relatively so easy to do these kinds of. Um, commercials in the universes of cartoon shows. Mm-hmm, yeah, um, it just takes so much less production, and it's uh, it, it, and also those kinds of shows are often so meta. You know, particularly now, like cartoons for adults are so meta that it's uh, it, it makes a lot of sense to do a commercial. I mean, you have Peter at the end say, "Can I be in your commercial?" Right, right. Um, Thank you. you. Say, uh, who was that, Ben? Yeah. Thank you, would ben. you say that that is postmodern? Yeah, I mean, I think it is. Yeah. Um, so this next commercial was posted to our Facebook page, which anybody can join, uh, by listener Josh. Uh, Josh lives in Oregon and said, just posting this for those who don't live in Oregon, in case you haven't seen it. Um, and it is uh, a PSA. 
thanking Oregonians for social distancing. Now, have you seen this yet? No. I think I, I, I really want your opinion on this because I, I don't understand why this would be your approach um, if you're Oregon. But so what we see is a bunch of women at a baby shower, clearly a baby shower. There are gifts all around everything. You know, there's there's desserts and jello molds and it's all kind of fancy um but they're all outside right you can see like kind of shrubbery behind them they're in somebody's backyard and it's pouring rain because it's oregon and so the desserts like people are eating desserts but they're all masked up and everybody is soaking wet like their dresses are see-through um in, you know in the arm areas and uh <laughs> the 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 desserts they're eating are soggy here take a listen to this so the new mom is holding up a baby picture. Everybody's laughing. Somebody's eyes. Somebody's eyebrow is actually off her face, I believe, and like stuck to her cheek. And they're just again soaking wet. Thank you, Oregon, for keeping social visits outside, despite the inconvenience. Then at the end, you see like sopping wet teddy bear floating that in the water. That is a grim image. Which it's is, not an eyebrow, very, by the way. It's an eyelash. Or an eyelash. Sorry, I don't know the difference. Um, but like I, under, I, like, I appreciate the kind of creativeness of this. Like, it's a pretty rich commercial. It's not like that janky one, that weird janky uh, animated PSA about wearing a mask. Otherwise, the Sasquatch is going to get you. Right. Like, this is actually like a well-produced ad, but the imagery is so unpleasant. Like, I don't understand why they made it. Why did they make the, the circumstances sh so shitty? Yeah. I mean, I guess they're trying to underscore that they know people are suffering. Yeah. And this is a sort of a jokey way of saying people have suffered. Um, it's not the unre... I mean, of course, no one would have a an out like a gathering in a in weather like this. Um, but it is there is something that's so off putting and um, just viscerally unpleasant about yes, it. Like the, everything, and the, anything, and also like a dirty teddy bear floating through a puddle. Yeah, is I think a shade too grim for what they were going for. Yeah, here. I, I, and I find all of the imagery upsetting. The, the, yeah, the, it's the, upsetting. The eyelash, like kind of clinging to the wrong part of the face. The the dresses that they're wearing, the way that is clinging to them is, uh, it's, again, it's just like you say, very visceral. Yeah, gives me the bad feelings. And I do think that, like, I mean, again, I, I understand you want to say thank you for doing for putting yourself through something. Yeah. Um, and using humor, I like using humor and bright imagery. But surely there's a way to say you put yourself through something that's a little bit closer to what we actually all did. You know, like I would like here's how I would doctor doctor that I would have them be having a baby shower, but having to shout across the street or sure. Something, yeah. Yeah. You know, and like make make the thing that you're suffering just distance. Yeah. Um, and the th like, instead of like when, you know, when you hold up a picture, like, um, someone has to get out a, you know, a, a spyglass to look at it sure, or something. Yeah, I mean, there's yeah. a way to sort of like, cause then I think like, yeah, also we didn't do social distancing in that, like nobody held a party where everyone stood 50 feet apart, but that at least kind of is an exaggeration of a real thing mm -hmm. versus, I mean, I guess, you know, maybe people did do things outside when it was damp and, mm -hmm. and that's the same thing, but Boy, they, I think they're just overshot. Yeah, and like the imagery here, just so you know, people aren't sitting in lawn chairs. They're, it's like indoor furniture, like fancy right. indoor furniture that's been brought outside. So everything has this sense of, of kind of high class or whatever, but then it's raining on yeah. them. It's, it's I mean, how dumb are these women that they can't buy a tent? 
Wow. Maybe they spent all of their money on the baby gifts. Maybe. Um, okay, so this next commercial, again, posted to our Facebook page by listener Bet. Um, apparently, John, and I, I can't figure out exactly the origins of this, but apparently John Oliver recently mentioned this commercial on his show. I don't know if he played it or played a clip of it. My guess is it was from, uh, just from looking back at some recent episodes, he did a thing on the meatpacking industry, probably about how, what a great industry it yeah, is. Yeah, just how it really John protects Oliver likes workers. to do that. Yeah, exactly. Just kind of celebrate. Thank God we have meat. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, but he mentions this old Purdue commercial and i you know i try to make sure that i'm not getting punked here with the little bit of research i did on this i don't i think this is a real vintage commercial probably from the early 90s the audio is probably going to be not so great and it starts in like some you know family's kitchen there are two little kids maybe around ages seven or something and they're presumably a brother and sister and they're petting um a, i believe this would be a gerbil I want to say it's one of those um, one of those, uh, you know, rodent pets. It was, looks like a guinea pig just from. Oh, guinea pig. Yeah, like, I think guinea pig. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I knew gerbil was wrong as I was saying that. And they're petting this thing and then something goes horribly wrong. Kids, don't let Trippy get under the sofa. Oh, Trippy's had too much milk. Now, I don't know why we're attributing this to milk, but I feel like this can't be real. Suddenly, is John, did John Oliver create this ad to punk us? When was <laughs> this posted to YouTube? This was posted, um, let's see here. Everybody in the comments section is saying, are you here because of John Oliver? Oh, but then some of the comments go back eight years, and okay. you can't fake that. So this has been online for a long time. Apparently, this is a real commercial. For some reason, the kid says, Trippy, the gerbil, has had too much milk. Right. The gerbil... It's not a gerbil. ...or guinea pig starts making these weird twitching faces, and the guinea pig suddenly launches off the ground and attacks the little boy's throat. Yeah, Monty Python, Holy Grail style. Oh, do you think this is a reference to that? It's what it reminds me of okay. when, the, when the rabbit um, with the big pointy teeth, um, you know, attacks them at the cave. Okay, good to know. I wonder if this is what they're doing there because I do feel like Monty Python had kind of a resurgence in the 90s. I mean... That's or when I became just, aware of it, but that's because I was a teenager yeah, that's a good in the point. 90s. Okay, let's take a listen again. Don't let Trippy get under the sofa. Oh, Trippy's had too much milk. So now the kid pries Trippy off of his face and chest, throws it across the room. Now everybody's freaking out. The family dog is freaking out. We cut to Trippy cam. Sometimes you just don't feel like cooking. Now this is Jim Perdue, who walks, of Perdue Farms, who walks into the, the foreground of the shot while the family is still freaking out about this attack guinea pig. He just steps in front with a little uh, Chiron saying who he is, and he's holding a plate of chicken. Sometimes you just don't feel like cooking. So I've come up with Purdue entrees. Fresh, complete entrees, ready in under three minutes. Hey, everybody. Now, Trippy goes for Dad's face. When it's just not convenient to cook. Dad comes home through the door, says, hey, everybody, and, and, and Trippy just attacks his face. What did John Oliver have to say about it? I couldn't find the clip of him talking about it. Oh, okay, well, yeah. it is pretty crazy. But also, in a, in a weird way, 
I would say ahead of its time in terms of its mm-hmm. willingness to be outlandish and and just go for the joke. You yeah, know? no, I feel that. Okay, it's just that the 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 production values and the setting make it feel like it's so out of place. I think I have next week's show figured out at least the first three commercials of next week's show because Rachel sent us a note that says, does it seem to you as if there are a lot of commercials featuring hand models right now? We've seen them on ads yeah. recently for Progressive, TurboTax, and Amerisave. I only knew about the Progressive one, which is a game show for hand models. I've certainly seen the Turbo hand, TurboTax one. Now, I want to let's not go into detail because we'll, we'll keep our powder dry on this. But to be very clear, Rachel isn't saying like these are just like commercials for rings or nail polish. No, they're commercials about the lives of hand models. Exactly. Actors portraying hand models in some way or another. And she's given us three. It's because they think different from the face and body boys. (laughs) What is that from? It's from Zoolander. (laughs) That's our second Zoolander reference. I said um, uh, dancing is the essence of advertising. Um, And so we have like half of a show sheet right here from Rachel. Thanks, Rachel. But now we need to see like... Now you know exactly how little effort it takes. (laughs) We're just like, I'm more excited that somebody has <laughs> done work and also you did all of today's show sheet so i appreciate that but um the question is can we find more than three in all of history It'll be interesting what's to find online out. to see if we can find other commercials that explore the inner lives of, of hand, hand models, models. well yeah. we'll find ne- tune in next week to find out tune in next week for another adventure in <laughs> can we pull a show together you can sell anything. You can sell anything. Will Andrew and Genevieve be able to find more <laughs> ads featuring hand models? Or will this be the end of the After These Messages gang? Um, I hope not. You can join our gang. Go to the Facebook group. Just type in After These Messages show. Uh, on uh, on Facebook, or you can even do it via Google, because I don't even have Facebook anymore, but I can hang out in there. Yeah, uh, but you should join. Um, and y- you can email us at after these messages show at Gmail if that's more your bag, or call us at 607-444-5597. I'll read that number again. We got no voicemails this week. I don't want to sound super thirsty or pathetic, but... Uh, but it hurts. Call me. It hurts. Call me. I mean, it's a pandemic. What you what you doing a bunch of other shit? You can't call the listener line and sing a jingle for your friends, Andrew and Genevieve? <laughs> 607-444-5597. We better get out of here. You good? I'm good. Bye. Anything.